If you're hearing us talk and you're thinking, should I do a podcast with my buddy? The answer is decidedly no. Do not do it. Do not create a podcast. Why? You don't want competition? Nobody wants to listen to your friends. Nobody wants to listen to you talk about your favorite jars and why you should get mason ones versus... No, no, no. Assume they're a genius and they have great friends. Okay, here we go. Intro, guys. Hi. Welcome to Idea Drop. Oh, who's that? Oh, it's Opportunity Calling and you're late. That's the intro, folks. We're excited to have you here today. This is the podcast where we talk about ways to quit your nine to five job. <laughs> it's so douchey, man. I feel like I've just like gone down the hole of douche every single day, just further and further and further until I'm just never going to come back without being a normal, normal person. Oh well. We could pull you out of the douche hole, uh, but I <laughs> think that we should first dive. Did we redo it all? We did it. It's no, really bad. Keep no, this. It's a terrible double entendre. Um, it's a triple entendre at this point. Oh, God. Um, anyways, hey, so I've got some books ideas I want to talk to you about today. I've got an FDA business idea. I've got some statements that I want to throw your way and see if you like them or hate them. That'll be really fun. Okay. And um, a few business ideas. What do you got for me? Okay. I want to talk about appraisers using 3D imaging to, um, to cut out the amount of time they have to spend in the house. So they could just like send a college student with 3D stuff, uh-huh. get all the measurements accurate. Yep. Um, I want to talk about the podcast industry as a whole and how much it sucks, but the things you can do with it that don't suck. Dude, we we, we did it. We hacked it. We're still doing it. Yeah, we're doing Here it. Here we go. Um, and then I, I think we need to look into some integrations between API mm. and executive teams. Okay. How to actually get artificial intelligence into people running companies because there's a lot of problems and I have ideas to solve those problems. It's fantastic, fantastic solutions coming out. It mm-hmm. is the AI gold rush. But leaders of companies aren't going to use them because they're too damn busy. So it's I have true. a hack for that. I have a Trojan horse. Okay, hit me. Um, do you want to start first or do you want me to start first? Yeah, we could start with that one. So Literally, uh, I have an admin, and her name is Sarah, and I gave her Zapier. Like, hey, this mm-hmm. is how we use Zapier to integrate things. She was like, oh, my God. For years, I've been doing executive admin work. Literally just doing and this And this is outsourcing like, my copy, job. Paste, copy, paste, copy, paste again. Yeah, she's been... <laughs> oh, man. Right? And so I just showed it to her and how you can use Zapier to integrate whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. So she started using it without me asking yes. on all these things. So now we have zaps and alerts. Wait, wait, did she things. run up your zap bill? That's uh, no, we're using a corporate account. Oh, okay, so it was so already very high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so, so expensive. What's it, the monthly? It's like 300, right? Or something? It's 300 bucks for a team account starting. And then if you use it a just lot, it goes bad. up. Anyway, yeah. It's worth it, though. But if you use it at solo, I think there's a free tier. Yeah, there's a free tier up to a certain amount. Then there's a lot of other companies that do the same thing, but at a lower ability. However, they are free. So if you want to get complicated and messy, you can do it. Or you can pay 300 bucks for a virtual artificial yeah. assistant. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, so so my thought was, gosh, she took to that so quick because she is the person that it outsources. So she was actually quite passionate about using it effectively nice. to get more things done herself, which is really getting more things done for me. Yeah. So I was like, man, instead of trying to teach leaders how to use AI and integration tools, two different things, mm-hmm. AI and integration tools. So PromptCraft and integrating, um, we could just certify. We could make a certification. So maybe Miramar would want to do this. Like maybe we'd want to certify admins for PromptCraft with AI mm-hmm. and uh, integration 
with Zapier or other equivalent tools. So then they get placed. The admins go. So they actually are who does it. You could charge a lot. Like you could say, hey, this is a $40 an hour admin and they are the best admin you can get. And you can get an overseas admin, pay them 20 and then pocket the difference, 20 And you have to send them through, let's say, a three-month boot camp yep. of training. Yep. And so there's going to be a big old J curve. You can... I, I think we might in. be able to um, give them like echelons. Like, so $40 might be yeah. the minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like a master, like a, there's like a brown belt of this who uh-huh. would be uh, $65 an hour. And then there's a master, which would be like a multi-year contract. Dude, I would, and, I would do this because you could even within your company, you could have like a community room, a community chat, like, hey, I'm trying to solve this problem. So everybody's solving everybody else's problems. Yep. The more you solve, the more you're in the company. You pay them well. Yep. And everybody's like, I want this assistant. Why? Because they're the best. They're essentially like hiring an assassin. How are they the best? An assassin. We, we, we train them to assassinate. Yeah. We certified them to assassinate. And, and then they're in the a gun. community of other assassins yeah. to help them continue, yeah, continuously improve. I think they could stay ahead of the, the growth curve of tech, but executives cannot because they're too busy. No, and it's not worth their time, to be honest. <coughs> they need to be making other decisions. And they're, they, have a, they are a higher leverage of... I remember a couple of weeks ago, no, about a month ago, we had a conversation at lunch and I yelled at you because you're like, I'm doing so many things. And I'm like, yeah, stop doing things. You have a higher leverage just to have better conversations than to do more tasks. True. Which you already tell yourself that. I was just more like slapping you. I was your mirror in the moment, I think. Well, it takes, it takes months to... to turn things around. They oh, don't just definitely. change overnight. So we didn't call it augmented support, augmented AI, um, AI assistant. I don't even know if, I don't even know if the, um, customers need to know that they're using AI. They need a try before you buy thing. And somebody gets in, like you could give a month for free and the amount that they would automate in those first few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you would feel loads of relief mm-hmm. and alerts and charts and, I need numbers. I need I need info a lot of the times because yeah. I'm on the go and I need quick info. Going into a meeting, I need this info before the meeting, yeah. not after. Okay, I have an idea for you. This actually feeds into the, Hit the button. AI onboarding for your business. So we just go into your business and we just support you with all AI and all tools. We get you current and we set it up and it goes. Now, after that, you can buy continued support, which I would recommend highly. However, mm-hmm. if you want to do it on your own, you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, these exist, right? So, so are they good? Are they good right now? Because that's, it's, that's the it's problem. new. It's They're such not a that new great. Thing. Yeah. So you've got um, hustlers out there like yourself. Yeah. Who are like, this is dope. People mm-hmm. should do this. I'm going to sell it. I I think that there's going to be a massive market of service providers for that, which yeah. is why my my idea of doing that at the admin level, so t- training admins to do it, is the Trojan horse instead of training a whole company. Of a bunch of busy people doing a bunch of different processes, you give the admins like okay the secret sauce. It would be fun too to be that admin because you would essentially be a wizard. You would do every mm. single thing, and you get every like you and you and I both have they had would accumulate these moments. Power. They would. They would accumulate power. Also, they would accumu- accumulate the world's greatest resources. And so, should the day come that they're like, "Well, I'm going to do my own thing," they are more set up than anybody else on earth. So it's the oh, most. Dude. Yeah. Sought after admin position on earth, basically. I also think you can charge a small price for the certifications. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like any certification, if it's yep. worth its salt. That's good. Yep. Like or that. if they don't have the money to do it, they can pay you later for the certifications after they're a year in their next job or whatever. There are a lot of 
you could treat it like a school. Um, like mm-hmm. there are a lot of like boot camps and schools where yep. they say, yeah, it's completely free. And then when you get your first job over the next four years, you're going to pay it back. Do you know how, you job. do you know how Michelin stars were created? Wasn't it by accident, right? And then he had to pivot? Hold on. Okay. Wait. So the, the Michelin star program, right? We have Michelin star restaurants now. That's yeah. how we judge, like, is this going to be good food? It was Michelin, the tire brand, doing, like, um, pamphlets of a road trip yeah. that you would want to envision for your family. Yeah. And so they went, their marketers go, hey, if we paint a picture of, like, you could be eating yeah. fried chicken in Kentucky, and then you could go get sushi in Seattle. And this whole family road trip in between, and you're gonna need Michelin tires to take you there. That's we'll take you there. That's hilarious, right? So I love that. It became synonymous over time. People are like that is a Michelin certified star restaurant. Then it became two stars or three stars. Like over time, we just got trust for the certification. Have now, you been to one before? Yeah, I've never been to a three star. Have you been to a three star? Uh, Osteria Moza outside of West Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. How was it? Oh my god, I, I'm not like a foodie, so it's really hard to describe for me because I don't yeah. the lingo. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Olive Garden, <laughs> um, so I had a wine with um, that was actually from the volcanic ash yeah. um, on a hill. I think it was somewhere near France, mm-hmm. um, but it was like an ash wine, so soil that was ash, Whoa. and I could taste the charcoal but it was smooth somehow i have no idea how this happened but then pairing that with this crazy pasta thing like i think of pasta as pretty low on the totem pole of like high-end food um this changed my mind like this pasta done this way with these flavors with this shredded pork inside dude i love this i I don't know any of the fancy i'm gonna embarrass myself no no it's great it's great i love that that's myself. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Yourselves. It's funny. I've done the opposite, where you like go to. What, what's with the best food is either at the Michelin star restaurant or somebody's grandma's house. It's it's Dude, nowhere grandma. in between. That's right. The middle is like doom. Yeah. No, don't exactly pay a hundred dollars for doom land. No, don't do it. Just well, you can if you want to. We've all done that. We do that actually weekly, probably. So, um, you have a book that you'd like to talk about, but you also said books. So, which one is it? Oh, um, I do think, so here's, there is a huge, um, opportunity on the table. Okay. It's so easy. Um, AI service that just summarizes books and gives you a better summary. You remember summaries, damn it. Summary. I remember when you were growing up and you used to go to, uh, what's the name of the place that you would go to, to not read the book reports that you had? Oh, uh, this was oh, Cliff Notes? Yeah, or Spark Notes. Yeah, both of those. Yeah, Cliff yeah. Notes or Spark Notes. Yeah, so AI, that does that. It's getting there. The problem with AI right now is it doesn't do long form very well, but that is very quickly changing. Yeah, we're we're like months away from yeah. that being behind us. So just be be there first. Right, okay, um, uh, here's, here's the other concept of it is just be first to the revolution because after that, it's going to be, everybody's making their money off the first 90% that happens in the first 10% of time. And then the, the last 10% happens in the 90% of the time. So remember the, uh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, correct? Mm-hmm. He right? did, true. But he invented a shitty telephone. And then true. there was a huge problem. You had to shout and it could get barely heard at cities But everybody away, bought one still. Right? And then who's the other guy? Hamilton, 
Was it Hamilton? No. Um, sorry, what's the name of the other? Who's Thomas the inventor? Thomas Jefferson? No, Edison. Edison? Edison came there, and he's like, oh, I can do this way better. So he came in. Some guy invented a... Did I just a, say a U.S. president invented... Yeah, we're just... We're uh, dumb. Wow. Like, we're just talking about how wow. schmucks we are. We're dilettantes. We don't have Thomas any real information. Edison. Yeah, so Thomas Edison comes to Alexander Graham Bell after they invented the telephone, and he's like, yeah, we could be doing this a lot better. There was a competition to which... Um, Edison blew him out of the water. You could whisper in it and it would be heard miles and miles away, right? So he just found, oh, there's this new revolution. So he just entered right at the perfect time to make the mm. most obvious innovations in it. And then after he did that, he let everybody else perfect it after that. Didn't Market matter. timing is massive. So More like, important than anything else. So, so, okay, I see it this way. You've got entrepreneurs who are really good at understanding market timing. I would argue that you're one of those. So are people are like, I know what's happening. That's and so kind to you. Well, I'm about to describe how you go bankrupt. Damn it. <laughs> so, so they're really good at entering. You see this all the time on Shark Tank. Like yeah. if they beat out 10,000 other people to get aired on Shark Tank, it's either because it's actually a pretty decent product idea or we just want to make fun of them publicly on television and it makes yeah. for good drama. Most of them are the former. Um, you see this common, like lots of people who probably would listen to Idea Drop are thinking this way already. Like they don't, need our ideas they already are idea people they just want to be like i'm not crazy like somebody should be doing this right well you need to think about the scope of how long that business will last like when do you need to get out when do you need to have made your profit buy mm -hmm. in order to keep anything long term mm -hmm. because i know lots of people who've made something it spread successfully i mean we got the sleep aid into Rite aid nationwide yeah Lots of people liked it. It wasn't good enough to like have mainstream adoption just from an, a, a consumer mindset. So it didn't stick. Mm -hmm. So the money we made in the early days got reinvested in trying to stick around. So you're, you're talking about timing your exit. Time your exit. But are you, I imagine timing your exit can go a lot of ways where you like, I just spark into the market and then I'm out. I'm in and out. Or you could be, I'm in here. I helped build this for five years and then I'm out. Or there can be the lifetime I built this business yep. and I'm still here. So let's take this AI concept. Um, AI trainings, yeah. right, is yeah. kind of the category we're talking about. Uh -huh. um, those are going to be, um, they're going to pop up in in short form and like solopreneur style like crazy. They already exist. There's going to be more of them. Mm -hmm. It's going to help push the the hype of this thing in the early days. At some point... We won't even talk about AI. It's just tech. It's just a tool. Mm -hmm. We won't say the words AI. Mm -hmm. So the people who are betting, like I, I have a bunch of um, people that I'm watching like buy up all the .ai domains. Well, those are good. It's like crypto. Those are good while it's good. But then at some point, the consumer doesn't care that it was AI. It's just common tech. We all know this. Drones used to be like this. Mm -hmm. Remember when drones, like, or helicopters, we used to fly them around at the mm -hmm. mall like, yeah. Oh my gosh, they have a helicopter. It's flying with a remote control. Well, the tech becomes so repeatable, cheap, simple. They learned like drones are even better. Well, that's just software that are making them better. The software doesn't have to be recreated. So it drives down the cost of this drone to really, really cheap to the point that two of my daughters have them and they break them all the time. Mm -hmm. And we just fix them with cheap parts. It's phones. Phones are the greatest. That's going to happen to AI. So AI will be like, right now it's really premium. Like I, there are people making so much money off of this gold rush right now, mm -hmm. but it's also not very practical yet, but it's about to be practical. It's, 
it's wildly like at, at an extremely fast adoption rate becoming pr- practical. Also, yes. the beauty of AI is it's actually really, really cheap. It you is, and I, right. you and I could do it. Right. If, if we worked our butts off, we could make a, a a neural network of something next week and allow it to make predictive models. We this, wouldn't be, we couldn't package it well at this point. This company that's giving you, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's an ad that's like. I'll give you 60 images or 120 images of yourself doing crazy cool things in cool cartoon ways. Oh, all you yeah, have to do yeah, is yeah. train the AI, give it 20 pictures mm-hmm. of yourself, and then it will give you all of these like fantasy versions of yourself in a second. But you have to pay like $31, I think was the offer I saw this morning, um, for this. And it's one time now. That company will not still make money that way in 12 months. That's but right point. now, yeah, they are making so much money because they were brave enough to say, "You can't have this unless you pay me forty bucks, thirty it's, bucks." It's just this little gold rush, and I think you're absolutely right. right. It's it's genius. So gold they rush. shouldn't get too too like full of hot air. They shouldn't. They're going to make millions. They are making millions. They should pivot those millions into longer term assets oh, or a bigger strategy. Doing. I think they know exactly what Unless they're doing. Unless it's just a dude in his garage who like came up with his hacks, making millions, and then if he keeps gambling it all on the same thing. No, he can't. I don't, these types of people, inventors, don't understand human behavior. But they, don't, like, there's, okay, if you make that, that's a fun thing to put on your resume as a project I did. You could call it a business I built, but it's not like the thing you're going to want to do for the rest of your life. I mean, if he plays his cards right, he can retire. But I doubt oh, he, he doesn't will. Have to, he can play his cards mostly wrong, and he can retire. But I doubt he will. It, those these people who create from scratch, they don't keep it. And so I, I look at like the market steals from people like that. Okay, you. I mean, Google does this. Um, good. You. We will buy this for twelve million dollars, and then they will make it worth two billion. So they'll they'll buy it for pennies compared to what they will make it worth. Mm-hmm. But the guy who exited with twelve million, he'll probably lose a lot of that twelve million trying to reinvent new things. Yeah, it's just that's... like it's an inventor, but in today's day and age, it's yep, a software inventor. Yeah, the AI will essentially just be integrated into everything. It will not be a thing; it'll be a feature of everything. Right. right. So yeah. I like to look at the long-term perspective here. What's the intrinsic value that's happening with or without me? And then how do I ride that wave and no, keep most of the margin? The, the admin, AI admin is actually a genius idea. Are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You doing it? The cert, well, we're starting with the certification one. Nice. Yeah. So we, we looked at, do we want to do the admin one? And then we're like, it'd be easier if we own the certification process and then bought an admin company. Because then we could just take our certifications, roll it into the existing admin infrastructure, not have to go Let's hire all those point. people. I kind of like that. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. You like um, that one? Give it give, out of out of ten. The certification is. I here's my foreseeable problem for you is you need to have a a large enough admin force so that it gives the certification weight, because people won't care. So if you buy a, a large admin company or you build a large admin company, mm-hmm. you can even pretend it's bigger than it is. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But as soon as people are like, oh. That's the stamp of approval, and you have wild reviews, then it'll work. But building the certification alone, I do, I do not think will work. Okay, here's the strategy. The concept of MSRP. Oh, yeah. Right? So 
That is just a bullshit number somebody makes up in a product company. No, the manufacturer makes it up. <laughs> the manufacturer, someone at the manufacturer company, mm-hmm. says MSRP no, for this. No, I think this. It's, it's, it's a benchmark, and that's an important benchmark. Yep, yep. So it creates consistency and mm-hmm. of buy-in for internal and external people. Yes. And, and partners, your partner network. I think if we do this certification and then we go, okay, the MSRP of an admin's time you know, for a client should be $15 an hour more or $40 an hour more because they're certified for these tools. Mm-hmm. 40 would be pushing it. I think 15 is really reasonable. So we pick that number. Mm-hmm. Then we start cold emailing all the admin, the virtual assistant companies out there mm-hmm. and saying, did you know that an admin with this training is worth $15 an hour more mm-hmm. on the open market? That's that's how you market that. You just say it's true, and it becomes true. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy if it's a reasonable truth. So that would be how I would roll that out. At first, I'd make sure the training's good, make sure we guinea pig it, these are working. Then I would go, um, hey, people who are already running EA businesses or VA businesses, you could take our course and then charge more for your people. And if that's true, then people will flock to the course or the certification the certification process. You would have to get overseas people. It would be an overseas flocking, if you will. <laughs> like you're not gonna get Americans going there fighting for their twenty hour job, twenty dollars. Yeah, I job. mean I think I think that's I think that's true. The good news is most of the people in the world are not in America. Yeah. No no, no. I, it's this is real. I would I know of a lot of people that would do this. Um Yep. In the different places that have been. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some people working on it. Got some people. Okay, I like that. Um, all right, I said this idea once before. I'm going to come back to it. Concrete water bottles. It's water <laughs> bottles, but made with concrete. They're like little squares with concrete there. You you put the, the lid, the latch off. Squares? Yeah, we got to make them look slightly different. Well, they're square concrete water bottles. Yeah. Is that because you had a molding problem? Well, definitely, yeah. It's... <laughs> I've been really into molding lately. It's yep, really fun. Yeah, um, yep. uh, yeah. No, no. It's okay. It's a much rectangle. harder to make a cylinder than to make a rectangle. Well, not with concrete per se, but I just want it to look its own vibe, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you think, man? Could this could this catch? <sighs> could it catch? Of course, it could catch. Early days is my concern. How do you get the first customers? It, this is an Etsy business plus ads. I don't know, man. I just think it's hilarious. I think like. Could you make enough of them cheap enough? Okay, here we go. You can make them pretty cheap. The issue is, yeah, yeah. Gorilla marketing idea for your concrete water bottle. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Hit me. I think you should take hundreds of your concrete water bottles, which you can make for low thousands of dollars or a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the only issue is the, um, the resin or epoxy that you need to make it slightly more waterproof because concrete on its own is kind of water absorbent. Okay, you make those. You take them to a high school and a college and you give them away if somebody will take a picture with it while drinking. Okay, take a picture of your buddy and take drinking and this it. and post it and then you get one. Yeah. Anybody who will do this right now and will tag it at the high school. You tag at, you know, Northwest High yeah. and like drinking a concrete water bottle. Do that and then make sure the link in bio goes back to your purchase site for these just make it go That's viral hilarious. in a tiny tiny niche and then watch it, would, it pick up from it there. would be fun and it probably wouldn't be that hard to make just 
No, they're not hard to make. For sure, they're not hard to make. They're hard to make perfectly, though. Are they? Yeah, but uniqueness is such a high quality concept now. Definitely. Everyone unique. I've made, I've NFT'd this water bottle for you. Yeah, yeah. Did you break your water bottle? That's okay. The NFT remains. Oh my gosh. That's so (laughs) ridiculous. All right, Kendall, I would like to read you a few outrageous statements and I want to see, um, I want to see what you would say about it. Okay. Just give me the first thing that comes to mind. A penny saved is a penny earned. Hmm, I disagree. Oh, okay. All right. Tell me why you disagree. Deflation exists, okay. and w- you need to spend money. Money should be flowing in order to be healthy. Okay. You have to spend to be to have healthy finances. And if you're afraid to spend, mm-hmm. which is what that phrase t- tells me, um, you'll stay a wage slave. Okay. All right. All right. Who's the one that said that? I don't know. It's uh, it's from the Farmer's Almanac. Abraham right? Lincoln? I don't know. Saved is a penny earned. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know. Somebody said it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. A good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. Uh, no. Not if uh, perfect plan next week is perfect. No. Yeah. Bullshit. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So I totally disagree with you. I think it's the spirit of the quote, right? So uh-huh. just do the freaking thing now. Uh, Here, and here's how you know. If you're the guy who's always planning, then you have to be the guy who executes now. But if you're the guy who's always executing now, like you see this, you you give... Um, is this example. why I'm so stressed all the time? I don't know. I don't know. But like think of the tropes, right? So the inventor trope. I invented this this week. I invented this this week. Okay, give it, give something two weeks and then do it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's whatever side you're on, right? It's It's like the guy who never wants to go out with his friends, probably should go out with his friends. And the guy who's always going out with his friends probably should stay home, you know? All things in moderation, especially yeah. moderation. <laughs> That's great. That's great. We interrupt this podcast to bring you Kendall's baby. He's getting his baby because he doesn't. No, he's getting more beer. Oh Lord, praise the play, praise the Lamb. Um, it's an exciting day for us, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be inebriated by. Wow, it's only eight thirty in the morning. This is a good morning. Correction, it's 8.30 in the morning, somewhere to the west of <laughs> Okay, Hawaii. last quote, last quote, last quote. Or maybe second to last quote. You should not give your kids allowance. I agree with that. Really? Why? I do not want my kids to... I do not want them to take for granted that income comes in automatically. I want them to create value, not earn a paycheck. So I'm like, so I've been doing this a lot. Um, Hey, Sam, Sam was my oldest. Hey, Sam, um, I really need the dishes done. I'll pay you for it. How much? He says, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen how well you do it yet. That's that's our conversation, and he goes. He squirms a little, and he's like, "Do I trust my dad enough? And am I going to do a good job?" You see this little tension in him, and then he goes, "Okay," and he'll go do it. And if he does a mediocre job, I give him mediocre pay. And if he does a great job, I overpay him and I reward the heck out of that. If he does a bad job, I'm like, I am not paying for that. I'm sorry you spent your time on that, but now I have to spend my time cleaning up after you. And he gets it. It's it's working. So um, he's now flipping 
Pokemon cards on eBay. How's that going? Yeah, I, I, he's losing a lot of money. That's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you should do. I'm the credit line. That's great. Um, okay, last one, last uh, statement that I'm throwing you away, and I want to hear what your knee jerk reaction is. Um, pay attention on this one. Capitalism creates surplus value problems. Services, products, services, products. They're all good. The problem is surplus value in laborers. It is impossible for them to get their value and their worth. So that creates the problems, and the problem is the pitfall of our society. So essentially, mm. because capitalism exists, we can create middlemen in companies. So I'm going to hire a man to rake the leaves. So that means I'm going to make twenty dollars, pay that guy ten dollars, and that man will never receive his his value because. He's actually valued at $20, but I get to keep half the $20. Correct? Incorrect? Wrong? Good? Bad? I understand what it's saying. I don't think it's a complete thought. I I think that the $20 value we're talking about here is only created because somebody um, had the peace in their life. They're not hustling. They're not raking the leaves. To go, you know what? I could charge more for this. Yeah. Especially if I get Bob to manage Joe. Mm-hmm. And and so I actually think there are f- seasons in life mm-hmm. and fairness is such a fluid concept. It, it actually can't be universally defined. I think that being you, fair can't yeah. be universally defined. Bro, I heard a really good um, explanation. So fairness and equality. Mm-hmm. So fairness... Fairness is not good. Fairness is uh, we all yeah. race in a race, and we all end at the finish line at the same time. That's bad. Yep. Equality is we all start from the same starting spot. That's generally good. So we want to we want to believe in a world where we can all kind of achieve mm-hmm. the same thing if we work harder at it. We don't want to believe in the world where. Well, okay, that's a quality of po- uh, poss- possibility, but because we're not born that way. Yeah, that, and I tend to start from where we are. No, and no, yeah, and how that's, far that's, can we get? That's the that's the like. So we want to. That's like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. Right? We yeah. all love that idea. Like, yeah. we love the idea of, yay, I could accomplish anything with my life. But the reality is, yeah. some people start with a million dollars in the bank, and some people start with nothing. Right. And that just happens. Right. I mean, some people start with a with a hundred million as a kid. Yeah. So they can be eighteen year old kid with a hundred million in their trust fund. Like some people start with um, hunger. Every, two two meals a day, and they eat rice mm-hmm. on the third meal. Like it some also, people start sick. Yeah, it it does change a little bit. Some people start with the desire to make money and to work because they literally have to. Some people start with complete laziness because they've never ever had to do anything. And so, right? Yeah, so you it, could say both. the opposite. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, used so. to do a job where you used to say people give money for free, basically. And yeah, was mm-hmm. it a net positive or net negative? Mm. If you get money for free and you don't value it, then it's a net negative. If you do value it, it's a net positive. It has to do with their values coming in. Oh, that's good. So so I don't look at systems as like we should make this system because it's good for people. I look at systems as like we should give access to choices of which system do you want to participate in. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to have an off-ramp too. Uh, okay, I was wrong when I was 18 and I started this journey. I would oh, like an off-ramp yeah. now. The grass is actually greener at the bowling alley. I'd like to work at the bowling alley. That's funny. I actually think that's a common misconception in our idea, in our economy. People don't leave. They get stuck, and then they don't leave it. Anyway, um, back to the thing what I was saying. This is essentially, it's a, it's a comment that Marxism, that Marx made about um, capitalism. It is not right or wrong. It is just he said, 
the general problem that it's going to create is that people will not receive the value that they get for the work that they do. So the person who's raking leaves for $10 is valued at $20 because the person is charging $20 for them, right? Now, this is not good or bad. Um, don't, don't take it as in this is good or bad. I just view it as reality, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to rake leaves. I want to be the guy who's actually controlling the flow of it all. And I know lots of people who'd rather rake leaves. I yeah. know lots of people. Like, I, I guess all of us at some point, like there are times where I'm like, please just seasons. give me the dumb job. Yeah. I don't want to think right now. So, so there's a fallacy in the example. Um, the fallacy is that he's worth 20 bucks in this. Or did you say 40? It's an imaginary number. Yeah. yeah. So, so the fallacy is he's, he's worth the number that the client is paying. Yeah. That's a fallacy. The mm -hmm. client is paying for the peace of mind of a good manager, the, the, the opportunity cost of the owner. That's good. The labor's um, servitude, like they're, mm -hmm. they're going to show up. Like because I said 8.30, you're showing up at 8.30. The client's making getting an easy button, and we've connected all these dots to give you one easy option. So our first company, um, the staffing business, we our client was a – is – a um, billion-dollar logistics company in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. They do lots of shipping and receiving and, um, you know, semi-trucks and planes and the, the software systems and the workers who make all that happen, warehousing, unloading docks. Like, it, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of systems. It's a lot of um, demands from Walgreens buying some medicine from Tylenol, the manufacturer, and then tomatoes going the opposite direction. A lot of things happening. And when we went to the VP of software and said, um, you don't know who to trust to develop you, your technology better. You know you can trust me. This wasn't, this wasn't me, but this is the founder of Miramar. Um, he was like, you can trust me. I'm going to make it happen for you, but you got to pay me, but I'll make it easy for you. And so he charged, we charged quite a high price for the development labor, but the benefit the VP of software at that company got was trust and ease. So we got lots of profit. The developers got paid less than what we charged. There, you could call that unfair, except for the developers said yes to the job and they can quit any time. That, that this is the misconception. I would never, ever call that unfair. I would just call that life and look at it, see it, and understand where do you want to be in that process. It's not unfair. Right. Make a choice. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Which I think that's one of the reasons why this show exists. I want to expose like how the world works, where money is moving, um, what things are trending. If people know what their options are, they can make better choices on what they want to do with their time next week and next month. Mm -hmm. So we have a... Um, I have a few thoughts on this. So let me put my um, options hat on. I've been an employee. I've been a contractor. I've been an owner. I've been a hired CEO. I've been a minor partner. I've been a majority partner. I've been all the hats. I far prefer autonomy, but I know lots of people who are uncomfortable with autonomy. And I used to believe Everybody needs freedom and autonomy in their job. And now I'm like, oh, no, lots of people prefer structure and predictability, mm -hmm. and autonomy is stressful. 
autonomy is ambiguous because they don't even trust themselves to deal with autonomy. So what you see when you're hiring somebody for a proactive position, the, the meeting I was on before this, this podcast was we were, we're talking about hiring um, a couple people and it was a very proactive position, kind of marketing sales proactivity. We want to hire somebody who is self-motivated but doesn't necessarily know how to do it. If we hire somebody who knows how to do the job, it's very attractive. It feels safer. Like, oh, you already know how to do this job. But if their motivations are like, I know how to do it and I want to do it again, it's actually a false positive. Like, that's the wrong hire for us if they want to do it again. Why, after years of doing this thing, why do you still want to do it? We want somebody who's more like a rocket ship. They're growing. They're curious. They're that's proactive. It's funny. I would call that you want to hire somebody who's entrepreneurial. Sure. Yeah. Or has a sales, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's other ways that that plays out in our economy, not just making a business, but um, other jobs, you want the opposite. Other jobs, you're like, I need somebody steady Eddie who holds oh, the system, yeah. holds the structure. We just promoted... Uh, uh, somebody to the position of, of GM uh, for one of our companies. And she is one of the most structured people I've ever worked with. Uh, probably the most structured person I've ever worked with. And she got promoted because all of our other options were like, yeah, this is too risky. The other people who are not this structured for this business, it's too risky. It's not the right call. She will bring um, limitations of the ceiling. So the ceiling is lower. But the chances of this thing going off the rails is so much lower as well. So we'll just take like the batting a single. We just want incremental growth on this business. Different strokes. Dare I say I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a claim here. It's Mm -hmm. uh it's exchanging depth for possibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's risk mitigated opportunity. So so risk so, so like you, you mm-hmm. choose this one person for this job and she's steady Eddie. That's great. Mm-hmm. You just got a lot of depth there. It's good. You are entrenched. You got a good moat. You are you but are gonna don't conquer get any this. more possibilities. Yeah, and you don't want the possibility yep. there. You've you're like, no, this is the business, we have and the other business places. Be there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You put yep. your chips in different spots. It's like diversification at, at at its core. So I like that. Yep. Okay. Uh do you want one more uh statement or Dude, do you, wanna... you just keep going. This okay, last statement. Um, the only way to scale a business is to do something unscalable. <laughs> it's bullshit. Where are you getting these quotes, Twitter? I listen to people. What do I? What can I say? I liked this one. Okay, I like this one. It's not true. They're all. It's. Um, it's never what they say. It's the spirit of what they're saying. Right. If you want to do something that's yeah. going to grow big, you have to do something that nobody else is doing, and then figure out the way to do it. Okay. In in that spirit, I agree. No, but. It's so not like, a binary. Like run it to the hard one thing. path forward. Yeah. But yes, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. See? Run, what, run to the what? What'd you say? Uh, run to the hard thing. Run to the hard thing. Yeah, so we used to say run to, run to the fringes. Mm-hmm. So that's where the danger is. And therefore, that's where the opportunity is. Okay, no, think about this. Your AI admin thing, that is going to be hard. But if you get that to a point where it's scaled enough, it will snowball. And we people could be will Michelin star. Yeah, yep. people will all come to you. And if we attach a brand to it, so in this case, we want to like Miramar certify these admins. Yeah. Um, then that brand is flexibly usable mm-hmm. in rubber on tires mm-hmm. and culinary yeah. arts. Oh, definitely. No, but like the legit issue of this just requires a lot of personnel makes it hard. It's not something you right. can just 
digitize and sells a product. No. It's you actually have to have a supply chain of people and nobody, that's a, that's a gross sentence. I should never say that sentence again. Uh, but you have to have <laughs> a large amount of people that are all within your system. Um, and there's no way to easily do that, which mm. means people are going to go to you because nobody else is going to f- compete with you and it will thusly scale. Right. Because people are unwilling to put in that work and it's energy. Hard. It's it un- is hard. It's difficult. So I, that's why on that one, the steps, the orders of operation that we're doing mm-hmm. is the most important thing. So... We're going, no, let's first make the program. So we have to have some really smart people understand what's possible with AI, prompt craft, Zapier integration. What are the tools you're using? What are the tools? Zapier, and right now we're just using Jasper AI. I'm waiting on a trial of Adept. Um, I actually don't know. I'm not involved with all of it. Don't use Jasper. I think Jasper is too much uh, money for value. Whatever. I send them my hundred bucks every year. (laughs) That's great. Or every every month. Um, So... So it's not my job. So it's somebody else's job. Okay. And I don't know all the tools he uses. I do know some of the outcomes he sends me like, dude, check this out. And I'm excited. He's good at teaching. So we're going to use a 6K Pro Blackmagic camera nice. to record him with some good lighting yeah. on how to use a tool. We're going to use some screen share stuff. We're going to use Loom. Yeah, but yeah, but so, I'm, I'm imagining like you need the hey, our tool belt right now is Airtable, Zapier, this, and then in the next three months we're onboarding this ClickUp. So so ClickUp or Airtable, depending on how your brain works and how big the system needs to be. So those are the two like very flexible options for a relational database project management system, mm-hmm. and those would be two, my two options right now that have basically put hundreds of millions of dollars into developing their modern tool. Yeah. They're like Google Sheets mm-hmm. meets Asana. So those are the two options for actually where data is stored and how it's visualized and reported on. Mm-hmm. Then there are all these different AIs coming out. Oh, yeah. But Zapier is king right now for basically this level of integration, mm-hmm. mostly because of their biz dev team, not their technology. So people like misunderstand it's not a tech thing it's because they pay a bunch of partnership salespeople. i interviewed there once for this job Hmm. um the the growth plan for zapier is just we need to have a partnership and an integration with everybody that's funny that's exactly the reason i recommend zapier well maybe you're thinking about something different but it's um if there's v4 of a product zapier will adapt but the smaller companies will not be able to adapt they don't have the funding to adapt Yeah. yeah so so Zapier will just continue to support and maintain and mm-hmm. be trustworthy. Um, so Zapier is probably the obvious one for certifying integrations. Oh, we should really quick. How do you define Zapier? What does it do for those? those oh, ones? it. Um, oh, that's a great question. It just integrates systems. So if I want to integrate a text message to my Gmail, and I want um, it, it works in triggers and. Um, outputs so like if then Mm -hmm. so if i get a new contact in my google contacts that has this word in the notes or description that says prospect then i want you to send it to my salesforce or i want you to send it to a text message or my slack channel Mm -hmm. and then while you're sending it there i want you to create a new contact form in these three databases yeah, 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 right. It's an if then that you can multi-layer and do many mm-hmm. things with. So Something that would take an admin maybe an hour to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, or five minutes depending on how yeah. good they are. 
So that's why black belts make more than, you know, new trainees. But um, yeah, somewhere between five minutes and an hour to make a an if then yeah. automation that will run in the background. I was thinking like if they it. didn't have the automation. So you save them, you save an hour's oh, worth of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it might take somebody 15 minutes to do it, but it might be happening 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. So what's 20 times 15? And then it's just, it saves you so much time to automate these things. So it's an automation tool through integration. Um, you can also put like rules in there for time. Uh, gosh, it's too nerdy to describe simply. It's but cool. an admin trained by Miramar to use it could be hired simply. You could just hire somebody and they could just automate a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. for you. That's my shameless plug. I love it. I We're love not it. ready though. That's good. Um, I feel like we should do a business or two again. I'd like to hear anything that you have. Um, well, I uh, want to talk about this. You, you didn't do book club yet. Can yeah. we can we take a pause for book club? Yeah, take a pause. We don't need to do it. Oh, you want me to want me to tell you the book? Yeah. Oh, you you yeah. said, didn't you say you had a book club? Okay, yeah, I did. Um, so here is the book that I recommend. Um, I was hesitant to recommend this book, um, but it is probably the book that has changed me the most in my entire life. It is a biography on Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Ooh. Yeah. I, I since don't like the author. His his name is Eric Metaxas. I think he's kind of gone a little bit crazy. But the biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer is f- so freaking fascinating. I don't know if you know him, but he was um, alive and well during the the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Not the fall. Right. Just the beginning of the fall because he got, he oh. got killed. Um, right. Bonhoeffer yep. got killed. Right. But he was part of an assassination attempt on Hitler. He later regretted it. Um, but the most wonderful thing about him was he saw the foreshadowing before anybody else. He saw the bad stuff and it slapped him across the face. And the thing that I love about it is here's how he did it. He was extremely well-read and he also was extremely well-traveled. He took a trip down to the South, American South. He is you know, from Germany. He saw racism there alive and well. Then he came back to Germany and the second he saw even a, a, like a foreshadowing of it, he was like, oh no, this is going to go very dark. This is going to go bad. Yeah, and a lot of people couldn't see it because they just they it just wasn't a thing there. They didn't have any awareness. So they're they're being flagrantly racist against Jews, and everybody's like, eh, it's it's not going to get that bad. They know what they're doing. They're just you know we're, it's going to work itself out. And he saw it at the beginning, and he was able to predict the trends and follow it. And that was all because he traveled and he learned as much as he could from different people around you. So that is my promotion of traveling, my friend. Um, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Have you read anything by him or his biography? I have not read them directly, but my wife uh, is a theology major, mm-hmm. and we've talked at length about Bonhoeffer, and I've... Um, He's great. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read it directly, so... But it is inspiring. Like, the question, would you have assassinated Hitler, or is that a moral, moral problem? Um, I'm like, hell yeah. I would have shot that guy in the head. Really? Had I known, yeah. Okay, if you go back in time and he's a little baby. Yeah. You would do it? I would, yep. Okay. Um, he's now, now, that is a terrible thing. So I'm not saying like that wouldn't cost me my life. Bro, it's, it's or, the trolley problem. This is all that. This is the trolley problem. Ooh, do we have a website to refer people to I for the trolley that. problem? I love that. Yeah, yeah, what's the one you showed me? Ah. It's so good. Okay, so uh, Kendall, let me ask you a trolley problem. Um, you <laughs> crap. There's a man and he's there, <laughs> and you can push him in front of the trolley, and you will save a child, or you don't. Do you push him or no? I, I mean, I'm not going to sacrifice the child. Okay, should you man. push him? So you're going to push the man? Yes. 
So you've you've I've murdered. So the big question here is you actively intervened versus yes. passively not intervening. Correct. To save the child, save the child. at the cost of an older man. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um same age, but the older man is obese. Uh, same age, but the, the same age man is obese. Do you push him? Uh, I push the obese man because his likelihood of well, <laughs> I would need to know some happiness. Well, it's, I can't so, know. Like, I can't know. Okay, uh, so I do take, you, I do take you push the a dog to save uh, three kittens? Oh, crap, this right. one's hard. That one's messy. hard. It's all about like, but should I'm, you and where does your moral stay? And it should make you squirm a little bit. That's the whole point. It's of a it. very squirmy problem. Um, yeah, shout out to the Good Place. That's Did what, you watch yeah. that? Yeah, I loved it. Oh actually. my gosh, the Good Place trolley problem episodes are the best. Um, I yeah, you can Google the trolley problem, and there's there's some places where you can actually like participate. I think one is like a a, a Stanford study on the Harvard on on the um, mm-hmm. trolley problem. Holy crap! Yeah, that you have to face yourself when you when you answer yeah. those questions. Like I would, I would assassinate Hitler, but would I do it as a baby? I, I believe if that I in a, had I known, the, yeah. as, assuming you sure, knew sure, what sure, he was sure. going to do. Um, now, would you do it publicly? Would you do it in front of people? Would you do it if other people would die as well? Would you do it if you died? Oh. Would you do it if you were gonna? Yeah. I value my life. That's tough. Yeah, it's, it it gets really hard. Anyways, life is hard. Um, that's not Luckily, really I've not, not ever this had that experience. Is. Oh my gosh! I don't often find myself some bullets there. Yeah, thank goodness. Oh. Uh, that's hilarious. Okay, give me one more business idea then. Um, so I will. Uh, I wanted to talk about the business of podcasting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really good. bad. <laughs> it's really that's bad. Great. Um, to date, we've put about $60,000 into this podcast. Mm. I think we've made 1000 So we're upside down 59000 <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, you that. don't have to answer that. <laughs> so, however... It sounds so. Hey guys, we run really good businesses. Let me just tell you this: However, this is not our bread and butter. This is this is our fun side project. Well, I would I would say it this way. <laughs> However, a little bit of it is in the spirit of nonprofit. Like we just sure. want to help people. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I could have fun on this podcast. It was purely, you know, platonic. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of ways to monetize what we're doing. A lot. I think we got an ad this morning, an ad request this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to pay us to do a brand shout out on material for entrepreneurs or whatever. Um, we get, we've gotten a few ad ones on the on a different platform. That was TikTok. We've gotten some on Buzzsprout, which does our hosting, and they want to run ads at the beginning of our episodes. Um, their ads, their voices. It's weird to convert, you know, listeners to their podcasts, um, and. The numbers are laughable of what they would pay us. So I'd much rather like keep the trust clean, keep the brand clear, um, and own the value of the podcast long term. But I think building trust, there's a vacuum in the market for trustworthy business people. So I think actually that's what the long con is here. We're building trust. Like we can make money in other ways. And we're scaling a platform that says, like, hey, if you want to do some of those money-making 
methods with us, there's always something cooking. And that's what the platform gives us. Um, so I'm excited about the indirect opportunities that come from doing something like this. Um, however, if you're hearing us talk and you're thinking, should I do a podcast with my buddy? The answer is yes. If you have five to $10,000 a month to put into it and then put all of the video on public social channels. And if you don't, the answer is no. Okay, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Okay. The answer is decidedly no. Do not do it. Do not create a podcast. Why? You do don't not want competition? Nobody Dustin wants want to listen to your friends. Nobody wants to listen to you talk about your favorite jars and why you should get Mason ones versus... No, no, no. Assume they're a genius and they have great friends. Unless. Okay. Um, unless you're willing to go a little bit all in and... If you want to try to monetize this podcast, I think you can, and I think you could do it really soon. And I think you could do it a lot better than we did it because we had to learn the hard way. We learned the hard way. We spent more money than we should have spent, um, speaking transparently. By what percentage? I would say half. Um, I think we could accomplish what we're doing for half. And if you are doing it all yourself, you could accomplish it for almost less than that, almost less than half. Because if you're if you're cutting it, clipping it, doing it all yourself, and you can, you definitely can. That's definitely within your ability. We've got. But if you counted your time. Is it still half? Like, oh, like if yeah. you were paying yourself. My hourly rate is about twelve fifty an hour. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 we can do it for half. <laughs> we wow, for half. <laughs> wow, we're doing things wrong. That's great. Um, um, yeah, I think I had to do it this way because I could not have been consistent with my schedule. Um, had we not paid other people to do things for us? No, we wanted to. Actually, if you wanted to um, ever create a podcast, shoot us a message. On, no, go to our private group, and we'll talk about the business behind it. And Ooh. how, if we were to do it now, how we would do it. Just, you have to ask, broach the question, and then I'll, I'll let you know. Because I think there are some money-saving hacks you can do for this. However, on the other side, this is the only hack that I can see right now that makes your podcast successful and translates to different mediums. We are crushing a lot of people who have done this. Our, True. Our stats are way higher than so the average. So in the studio we record in, yeah. can you... Um, no, yeah. We can't we can't talk about that. We're doing the best. In the studio that I record in, um, I hate to say it, but there are many, many podcasts here. Is there more than a dozen? Let's say about there. Let's just say okay. about there. Um have okay. started and failed. And we have spent the second least amount of time in the studio, and we are wildly more successful than the rest of them, probably put together. Hey, good for us. Yeah. Is it because we do the talking good? Um, yeah, there's a lot of things like content matter matters. And then also we're clipping it. We're putting it on different social media platforms. So if you're going to release a podcast, go a little bit all in or record it and keep it for posterity and then go all in in a year when you have more budget. You could do that. Here's how we do it. So can I talk, can I say how we do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, every Thursday we meet up, it takes us about 90 minutes to record and shoot an episode. And then we have a beer afterwards, usually not before. Although this is fun. Mm -hmm. We get a pizza afterwards. We debrief the episode. We talk about next week's episode. Then a week later, we do it again. That's on Thursdays. It comes out every Monday. It gets shipped on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the other ones. But where the magic is, is we have an editor who looks for 7 to 14 clips a week. And those people, or those clips get put on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube Shorts. Now, TikTok crushes Instagram. 
reels. That's what we've learned. However, people look at Instagram as a visual portfolio. So our next discussions are like, okay, how do we spend some of our editing time to trim down the number of posts on, on Instagram and do only our favorite posts that tell a certain story about our brand on Instagram? Because that's where people can DM us. You can't DM us on TikTok. So you learn about us on TikTok, then you convert to Instagram, I guess. And then if you want long form content, you go to the RSS feed or YouTube. And that gives us multiple different types of audiences. Um, and then from there, we have choices over where we want to take our brand. So that's how we do it right now. We'll see if we still do it that way in a year. But I want to do this thing for years. Okay, let me, let me say this, though. Um, wait, wait, wait. Do you? Oh, yeah. No, I, I already mentally committed for five years. Did I ever tell you that? I don't know I if I can do it five. How about two? I committed. You, All right, you I'll do five. For five. Right. Damn it, dude. Let's do it. No, no, no. I thought when we started this, we wouldn't grow for several years, and I was okay with that because it's hanging out with my friend, and I was, you know, I'm cool with that. Right. Um, let me do say this, though. Yes, we've spent a lot of money. However, we do have more opportunities. Right now, we're talking about a media deal with somebody. We're using this as a resume, and that's going to get us pretty far. We have other people reaching out to us to talk about companies that they're building and how we can work with them, integrate with them. So most of the payoff is nebulous, and it is worth it, hmm. but it is hard to track. Nebulas. If you want to own a nebula, podcasts are the way That's to do it. it. That's it. That's it. Let's end on that. Yeah, um, let's end on it. First thing first, let me vote. Kendall, you don't get a choice in this one. The, the best idea of the day is clearly AI... Augmented admins. I think that's a genius idea. Please <laughs> do it. Please, please, please. I will, I will. hire your team. Um, and guys, that's the pod. If you want to listen to us, you know how to do that.